for joining us for Be Our Geek, where everyone is a geek about something and where we cover your pop culture landscape through our geek lens. I am Ms. Shannon, here with our regular co-host and my podcast life mate, Mr. Jayton Satia, Executive Director of the Twin Cities Film Fest. Hello, Jay. Hey, hey, how you doing? I am good. So we officially get to say welcome back from summer vacation. Normally we come back from our summer Summer's vacation. Over? Yeah. What? Yeah, I know. It's still nice outside here in the Twin Cities, which is surprising. But normally we come back a couple of weeks earlier than we do, but we've both been um busy in uh, uh the last couple of weeks. So, welcome back to everyone. Uh if you did not catch our uh season finale before we went into our summer break, I do suggest you go and check it out. Uh that was with our 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 a uh, fan favorite. <laughs> uh Mr. Arvin Ethan Davis who came on and talked to us about his, at the time, new graphic novel, Grey, which we've now had a chance to consume and we think is fantastic. And uh, you also get to hear me gush about the fact that he did all the Douglas Adams stuff that I love. So um, he, that is a great episode, so go check it out. Now, Jayton, over the summer, I've had a chance to check in with you, but our, our listeners have not. And I know you've been crazy busy, but even more important, have you caught up on your last homework assignment of watching the rest of Sweet Tooth and finishing up um, watching Loki. Did you do that over the summer, or do I have to give you detention? Uh, half detention. Oh, I finished wow. Loki um, and Sweet Tooth. We are watching uh, together as a family, my wife and I. So finding schedules to watch it together, where I'm like, I have time today, and she's like, No, I don't. Like, we're not <laughs> doing this today. So. We're slowly making our way through Sweet Tooth. I might just call it uncle. I might just watch the whole thing and then pretend like I didn't. <laughs> um, but I did pick up a new show that I'm watching while I'm working out, working out as I'm running on the treadmill. Yes. And it's the, Ir the Irregulars. Oh, okay. Are you enjoying that one? Yeah, it's a paranormal Sherlock Holmes, mm -hmm. Dr. Watson. You know, it's, a, uh, it's one of those things you watch and then you... Not necessarily forget about, but it's a different take on Holmes and Watson, right? Um, the conflict and the paranormal, and it's a it's a fun thing to watch while you're just you know just want to distract yourself. All right. So I'm enjoying that thoroughly. Okay, well I am on board with you enjoying yourself and watching all of that. Uh, I did also finish Loki, which was my homework assignment, but I was already watching it, so it didn't really yeah. count. I have now moved on to the next uh, Disney Plus slash Marvel property. I am in the middle middle of What If. Uh, I am an episode behind uh, as of this week, but I'll be caught up by the time we publish this. So don't worry, there won't be any spoilers. But I, I, I do suggest you watch this. I do not think that this is one that you need to wait for your family to watch. I'll tell you that. Because your kiddo, okay. uh, it's not super scary, but it's not really his jam. Um, and your wife, I don't think will like it. I don't, I take that back. She won't hate it. But she won't dig it. Does that make sense? You know, I was yeah, like, that means she won't watch it. If yeah, she doesn't she, dig something, she just won't watch it. She yeah. won't sit through something that she's not completely in. So I really appreciate that about her. But as a family, we are watching Star Trek Voyager with my son. Oh, from, what does he think of that? He loves it. Okay, he's all about um, he's all about the Star Trek uh, phenomenon right now. So he really likes Voyager, and then mm -hmm. we'll slowly we'll work our way back to the next generation. Right. And then we'll That's work fair. our way forward to the to the Star Wars components of the, the verse. And so we'll, we'll do all the Star Okay, now you just confuse me. So you're going to go, so you're going to finish or figure out so a way to wrap likes, up yeah, so, Star Trek. Right. And then you're going to pivot him 
to Star, Star Wars. Wars. I yeah. think if you're going to do something, and, and then we're going to get to our guest, because maybe our guest, who is all around geekly as we are, might have some opinions on this. I think if yeah. I was going to introduce my kiddo to the Star Wars universe, and I was like you already had my Disney Plus subscription, I would start with some of the animated series, like the Clone Wars, and then move on to the Bad Batch, just because there, especially once you get to the Bad Batch, there's some, there's a young character that he might gravitate towards, um, and, and so maybe. So that's just my yeah. opinion. So I think you can start with the Clone Wars and then go, and now here's a movie, because I know he's sure. also, you know, a music, a movie fan, not a music fan, a movie fan. So that would be my take on that. And um, after giving you that advice, um, I am now very curious to see if our guest geek of the week uh, agrees with us, is caught up on the same shows that we are, or has some suggestions on what we should be watching as our homework assignment. So joining us today, the founder of Twin Cities Com, which is debuting here in Minneapolis on October 2nd and October 3rd, Mr. Ben Penrod. Hello, Ben. Thanks for joining us. Um, hi. Thanks for having me. Um, so we had you on Zoom, so I could see you nodding along as we were having some of these conversations. So not only are you the founder of Twin Cities Con, but does that mean that uh, you are in general a geek, or do you have a particular fandom that you're mostly primarily into right now? Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm into, like... A lot of stuff, I guess. I don't know. I've I've been, you know, I've been obsessed with like superheroes my whole life. You know, I'm I'm huge like Batman the animated series fan from mm -hmm. when I was a kid. That that like got me into comic books and you know, everything kind of spiraled from there. Right. So that's my whole life uh came from watching, you know, uh, Batman the the old Batman TV show and yeah. then Batman the animated series. And then, you know, comic books, video games, everything from there. But yeah, I've, I've been, I watched Loki. I loved, I loved, loved, loved Loki. Um, what if is, uh, I, I wanted to chime in. I'm, I'm two episodes behind, so I feel, I feel like uh, I'm not a real fan here. But, but the, what if was one of my favorite comic books when I was a kid. And Agreed. I love, I love the, uh, the low stakes. The fact that every, every episode is like one whole story. So you don't have to. You know, like I'm two weeks behind, but like I could watch him out of order. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. And yeah. I agree with you. I don't think it makes you a bad fan at, fan at <laughs> all. I'm also behind. But there's a difference, I think, with the way that Disney Plus has been rolling out these and the reasoning behind watching What If. Because we're not the only ones that are behind on it. Like my Uber geeks that I talk to as well on like Clubhouse chat. And they do like, there's a bunch of them that are like, eh, because it doesn't have that sense of urgency that you're going to feel like the universe is spoiled if you yeah. are behind a week like when you were watching even if we go back to falcon and winter soldier and if we go back to uh loki and 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 wandavision you kind of needed to catch up because they were episodic and you needed to pay attention this it is just fun and it's popcorn and i'm enjoying you know there's you know i i think that one of the things will come out of what if is we'll all have our favorites is that all of the people who watched all the series go, well, what, you know, which character did you want to see first or what spinoff did you like? Oh, I'm interested in that world. So if you aren't a fan of what's going on with What If, it is a really fun series just to kind of go, you know, we, we are, we're told the story is narrated through uh, the, the eyes of the Watcher. Uh, and the watcher is basically going, here's another scenario that could have happened. I think it leads us into the mind freeing things that we need as geeks who are going to move into where the Marvel Cinematic Universe is going. And when we're talking about the layerings of different 
um, uh, 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 um, the, the, the madness and everything that's going to go on as we move forward. I think it's a good exercise for all of us because, I mean, we're, all, we're three geeks here. Let's be honest. Our geek fandoms are not inherently flexible. Um, about in their thinking and their methodology a lot of times. So I think that as we're moving forward into something that is going to require flexibility because we're going, no, 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 here's what could happen if this happened and layered that way. I don't think a lot of uh, geeks always like that. We like our consistency. We like to be able to lean into canon and <laughs> say, no, this is the way it's supposed to be done. And that's not what we're going to get going forward is what is, is kind of my my take on things. What do you think, Ben and Jayton? So, yeah, I think, um, I, you know, I think there, I think there's part of it is like that. I, you know, I don't know. I feel like the, I'd like the, like I said, I like the low stakes of it. So, so if it never ties into anything else, I'm cool with that. But at the same time, it seems like they're really setting us up for some crazy stuff with, um, you know, what we saw, um, you know, the, you know, with, um, I'm trying to think the multiverse type stuff that they're looking at in, uh, that they did in like WandaVision and they did it in Loki where the Loki was just like, they're like, Hey, like realistically anything's possible. Like, Hey, here's like 45 different Lokis. Right. Like these are all the same, you know, these are all the same guy in their own universe. So that kind of leaves that, that just that itself, you know, kind of opens the possibility. Like if you're like, okay, well now it's just a matter of like, you know, how do they use something like this to bring us the Fantastic Four or the X-Men, which is, I think that's everybody's main question, but like, right. you know, then you look at what Doctor Strange has going on. I think the Doctor Strange, what if was also like, hey, there's a lot here. And that was, um, I think they, they were just kind of leaving us little breadcrumbs as to what they might, what Doctor Strange might be able to do. Right. While also giving us this like one-off, really dark, like horror very, sort of like yeah. Twilight Zone episode mm -hmm. that did not have a happy ending, which no. I really liked. Yes, I agree. I agree. And I, I you know, uh, you know, of course, as a, a fan of Black Panther, I mean, I will be hard pressed to have that uh, episode that uh, featured T'Challa and uh, the voice of Chadwick Boseman. I'll be hard pressed to have that not be my favorite episode of the series. But we still have a few more. You know, I really, I think they they came out of the gate swinging. I really loved that first episode with Captain Carter. I really thought that was dope, and I liked that idea. So I've had, I've liked all of them for different reasons. I just have certain emotional ties, like we all do, yeah. that go, this is the reason why I like this one best. So yeah, I, I think Chadwick did like four episodes is what I heard. Ah, that's going to be wonderful. It's so... I think it's important to have like the the, the fans uh, of the of the. Marvelverse or Disney, any kind of fans, you got to have something for them, but you got to also have something for the, uh, not necessarily the beginners, but the ones who just dabble. And I think these are the breadcrumbs, like Ben mentioned, or appetizers. So these are almost essentially appetizers into the verse where like, hey, you can watch an episode and hopefully that intrigues you to continue either go backwards into what has been happening uh, in the verse or, or look forward to the future. Um, or you could, again, just not like an episode and it's like, that's not really my favorite character. Right. I'm not really into this particular, and that's cool. Like you can just watch it and be done with it. So I really appreciate, um, what, what, what has been established by what if now I've only seen one episode, mm -hmm. right. And I enjoyed it. Um, but again, like Ben, 
I didn't need to watch the third. I can watch the third one. I can watch the most recent one and still be okay with it. Right. Um, so I think that's actually a very, Disney's, they know what they're doing, right? Like at Marvel, they know what they're doing. Mm -hmm. So um, I think it's a really great teaser into the verses, but also not not make the fans, because we have so much thing, so many things that we're following and watching and constantly keeping up on. This is one of those things where like, hey, it's not an imperative that you watch it, you, you probably will, right? but you don't have to watch it as soon as it comes out. So I right. appreciate that. And I am curious uh, as far as if we're talking about, and, and this is comparison comparing apples to oranges, of course, but what you just said, Jayton, about how we're not becoming fatigued, it seems like, with the Marvel properties, because there are so many things that we could be watching. And they did allude to that all of these Disney Plus shows were going to be, in air quotes, important as you move forward. And I think that that was a lot of the discussion, like, do I really need to watch these? Or, And I'm sure that they'll figure out a way that if you only watch the movies, because there's going to be people who only watch the movies, um, you'll figure out a way to cliff notes them in. But do we think, since we both talked, uh, since we've all talked about Star Wars as well, do we think that they did as good of a job with Star Wars or did they not spread out the properties or, or give us that breather with the multitude of content that's out there. I, I mean, I, so Star Wars is weird. It's a little different in kind of its place. And, uh, you know, I think the MCU is kind of working its way into that kind of Star Wars realm. But, but Star Wars is, uh, is sort of this different monster almost where they're like, hey, if we can, you know, if we can gross like, or, or we can gross like $2 billion, you know, or close to it, every time we put out one of these Star Wars movies, let's just keep doing that. Right, <laughs> Which right. Makes, I think makes sense, but they, you know, they don't have that sort of, I think the, what the MCU has that nobody else has is they've got, you know, Kevin Feige, who's mm -hmm. like, he's got, he's the visionary guy who kind of holds everything together and has a vision and kind of keeps everybody on that, but also is kind of like, hey, Taika, you can make your kind of movie. It just has to hit these certain spots. Right. And as long as you, fitted in the mcu this way you can make a crazy you know 80s themed buddy comedy uh thor movie which was uh, i don't know my favorite marvel movie ever so uh you know that worked out really well right right but like you know they, he, he gives everybody a long leash and then um but but make but you know he's still kind of the vision behind it which i don't think we really saw that with star wars or with you know dc stuff either agreed agreed i am very excited for what are thing the things that are to come i am also very excited so um ben i introduced you my friend jayton who i know and he didn't it, I, here's a here's the way that i want to do the rest of the show i feel like very honored and i'm just going to sit back because we have two founders you know, between you and Jayton, I'm just the lackey that you guys tell me what to do and that's fine and I push buttons and that's fine. But, uh, you know, I remember the conversation when Jayton told me like 12 years ago or because or, this is our 12th year, 12 years ago that he was going to start the Twin Cities Film Fest. So, um, and me being that friend, I'm like, okay, I bet you're going to do that. What was it like, Ben, when you said, hey, I'm going to start things like Twin Cities Con, and I'm gonna have a series of cons that are gonna pop up around the country, and here's what I'm gonna do. When did you have that idea, and what was that initial flash of insight that made you go, I can do this? 
Yeah. Oh, wow. So actually, we're coming up on the uh, 10 year anniversary of the first of the first con I ever ran, which was uh, the 25th of this month. So coming up on it. Um, so I used to just sell comic books. I, you know, I buy collections and then sell them at conventions. And I had an online store. And, um, you know, so I would travel around to conventions all over the place. And then my, uh, my friend who owns a comic book store in, in Annapolis, Maryland, which is where I grew up, uh, we had talked about running a con in Annapolis. And so what happened was we had talked about it for like years and never did it. And then I was at another con and this guy who we didn't really like, he was kind of shady. Right. was like, Hey, I'm thinking about running a con in Annapolis. And I was like, so I called up my friend, Steve. I'm like, Steve, we can't let this guy, he would ruin it. You know, it would, it would suck. And then we wouldn't be able to do it because nobody would want to come to ours because they think we were affiliate, you know? Right. So, we, so I just called up, you know, I called up a bunch of venues and got some prices and I, I don't know, I kind of put it together and then I really enjoyed that. And, uh, that, that was a successful show. We had 400 people came out and, um, you know, for, you know, those successful for what it was yes. and, and an Elks Lodge. And <laughs> I was like, this was so much fun. Like I didn't really want to do anything else with my life after that. And so I, uh, I started planning a, a larger show in Washington, DC. And that's kind of where the, you know, kind of the business really sprung up was we, you know, uh, we were running the, you know, a, a 70, 80,000 person convention in Washington, D.C., uh, which I ran up until 2018. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so, and then, um, you know, I kind of stepped back from that. I got, that was a, that was a lot. And I, I really enjoyed running something that large, but uh, I got really burnt out after a while. It just, it's, it's so many moving pieces that it just like broke my brain. So I, I started running smaller things like uh, I've got my Central Florida Comic Con in Lakeland, mm -hmm. uh, which is, you know, like three or 4,000 people and it's super fun. And, you know, I really like that sort of size, like under 10,000. Right. And so, you know, we've got that. I uh, started a con in Alaska with my friend, Brett, and we, you know, we mostly just did that as an excuse to go up and go skiing and check out the Northern Lights. <laughs> Love and it. And it ended up being a really successful event. And so now it's like, Hey, we have like this like foothold in Alaska and I go to Alaska all the time now. And it's, it's a really cool uh, and then, um, you know, I, I was looking, you know, with the pandemic, it's like things have been, uh, you know, as somebody who just runs events and doesn't do anything else, it's been rough. <laughs> Agreed. Might, yeah. As you might imagine, it's been a rough uh, year and a half. So I was looking for, as, as we're kind of coming out of the pandemic, which I don't know, in air quotes coming out of it, because I, you know, it's, it's waves and waves, but, um, you know, I was looking for new cities to, to launch shows in just because I kind of needed to stay busy. And I was really you know, as burnout as I was a few years ago, you know, I'm, I'm a, I, I, I've been ready. I was so ready to work, you know, yeah. I was like, okay. I was like, maybe I took what I had for granted, <laughs> but, um, you know, now it's like, you know, so I looked for, for new cities and, uh, you know, the, uh, I, it looked like uh, galaxy con wasn't coming back to Minneapolis. So I was like, okay, well then, then let's, uh, jump in there. And, um, and, uh, you know, I figured I would get something going this year not too big i'm not trying to be that big for this year as we're still in covid and things are still weird and you know there's a lot of unknowns <laughs> right so so that's kind of how we came to the idea of doing twin cities con and i had actually uh visited the area a few years ago um when it looked like wizard wizard world was not going to be coming back and um 
you know, I wasn't able to do it then, but, uh, you know, it's something that has been on my sort of uh, radar for a while. And I think that, you know, I've talked to a lot of people and people are like, uh, you know, there's, I don't know, like, like everybody's like, oh, well there, you know, there's gotta be some reason that the, you know, the Twin Cities area doesn't have like one of these big cons every year, like a really big con year after year, like they have in almost every other major city. And I don't, and, you know, I don't think it has anything to do with the area. I just think that the people who are running the cons in, in the area, like Wizard World, you right. know, they just, Wizard World had, you know, uh, in the past, like, three or four years, they had over 20 shows that just stopped existing. Right. And, and Minneapolis just happened to be one of those. So I think, um, you know, I don't think there's anything, you know, wrong with the Twin Cities. I don't, I, I think that it's just you know, it just needs to be grown carefully. And I think GalaxyCon did a really good job. I mean, they just got kind of, uh, you know, I think that the only reason that they didn't come back was because of the pandemic. So, you know. And if I can give you my opinion as a con goer, you know, so I've been to San Diego, I've been to New York, and I've been to both Wizard World and I was at GalaxyCon. And that's part of the reason from looking through the information that you sent us ahead of time, Ben, thank you very much for uh, what's going on with Twin Cities Con. I think as someone who is a veteran con goer, and I even go to our large, uh, I'm, I'm, uh, I do a lot with our large fan-driven con, Convergence, every year, um, and all of the mini cons that we have here in the Twin Cities. Um, I think there was a big feel in the tone and tenor of Wizard World and what GalaxyCon did. Um, and Wizard World still felt very corporate and like the circus came into town, you know, yeah. like, cause Jayden and I, we spoke, we, well, we both uh, did some interviews and, and did our podcast there. And I think there was a big difference between going, we're a satellite at like GalaxyCon. We felt like a satellite. This was big. This was based on uh, our fandoms here and our audience here and what the twin cities methodology was like, they had a lot of local panels. They had a lot of local vendors. They had all of these things. And, it didn't seem that way at all like Wizard World. Wizard World was like, hello, we have come in with your fandom and you are very welcome to this and then we will leave. And um, I, uh, to me, that's what felt like the major difference between Wizard World and why I'm like, well, I can see why this didn't really hold versus a GalaxyCon. What do you think, Jayton? Well, I think there's a, again, I can refer from a festival side, right? Because I run a major festival and at the end of the day, um, my job is to bring the best content, the best conversations to the community. Now, at the end of the day, those conversations and, and, and content, the films and, and the educational stuff that we're curating are meant for all walks of life, individuals who will truly appreciate the content that we're providing. Now, there's fans of films, there's cinephiles that show up. We, of course, have films that are geared towards them. We have conversations geared towards them. But you also have to strike a balance on being as inclusive as possible. And you got to focus it on your community, too, at the end of the day, right? So I can bring in a big celebrity, but we also have 30% of our all of our content has Minnesota connection. So you got to bridge the gap. And you're absolutely right. Some festivals in the world, uh, Tribeca's of the world and South by Southwest and Sundance Film Festivals, these are... These are major players that have major eyes from a media standpoint, but they also feel more corporate, mm -hmm. right? These are the organizations that are getting fed dollars and dollars and dollars, hundreds and thousands of millions of dollars to have these 10-day events that 
bring in the glitz and the glamour and bring in the spotlight to that particular community or their city. But at the end of the day, is it too exclusive? Like I've heard people and I've gone to many of these festivals, they can't get into movies that they've actually bought tickets to, right? Where does that strike? Where do you strike a balance of being as inclusive as possible yet also having that, um, again, you need the money, you need the, again, I, I get you, I get you, Ben, when you talk about burnout, yeah, man, that, that's, that's real. Mm-hmm. How big do you really wanna get? And where, where does the love of the actual presentation and the organization falls to the wayside because now you're just chasing more and more and more and more and more where you're not really focused on what truly matters. It's the, the 150 people sitting in an audience, that's who matters right at the as at the end of the day so um i think you gotta have the right balance and i think between the two cons that you guys mentioned um you know you can take good things from one and good things from the other and there's some bad things in this one and some bad things in this one again it's all opinion right at the end of the day we're not running it now ben you're running a show if somebody comes to me and says how would you run a film festival in this particular city minot south dakota i'd have a different perspective on how a festival should be run there in that particular town you know, versus Alaska, versus LA, versus New yeah. York. And to your point, Ben, Twin Cities is a hub of art, mm-hmm. period. World-recognized artists come here for residencies, with whether it's the theater scene or the music scene or even the film scene. It So it has nothing to say. Again, I started the festival because there wasn't a festival that catered to the general public and the American independent audience. It wasn't because the audiences or the place was bad like other people tried it and failed. Nope, it just didn't happen. It, the, the diligence wasn't given for that particular um, experience that I wanted to curate. So that's why I did it. Um, at the end of the day, I think that's why you, when you're when you're starting Twin Cities Con, you're seeing that gap that shouldn't exist because we have an amazing audience and we have amazing geeks here and not even here right you got the five state area right. you got your north dakota south dakota iowa wisconsin these individuals will show up they will drive yes as long as there's something present as long yeah. as there's something uh, you know op- op- opportunity awaits them to to be part of the the fandom and the geek themselves. right yeah yeah absolutely and um you know i think uh you know that's something that you know, doing kind of doing my research on the area because I, you know, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not up there all the time, although I have traveled up quite a few times since I started uh, planning this, not as much as I would have liked, but I'm, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're still in this like COVID era. It's so, so frustrating. It's weird to travel. Yeah. Jayden and I have both traveled and we're both like, yeah, that felt weird. Yeah. So, (laughs) yeah. So, Mm -hmm. uh, but you know, the, the one thing that I have, you know, I, I was very, very pleased to see you know the art community up there is so amazing and um you know the just the twin cities area uh, you know i driving around i did um you know i was up there for about four days and i drove you know just to you know i wanted to get a feel for the area but i also i had my postcards and i was dropping them off and you know i wanted to hit up every comic book store and i hit up every GameStop, hot topic um ever any kind of store like that right in the area you know so i drove i spent four days just driving around the area um essentially hitting the entire metro area you know basically within a 30 minute drive from like you know downtown uh and just went all the way around and and so that was something that i you know that i found was like the art scene is very vibrant you know i went to um 
a comic shop called uh, the College of Comic Book Knowledge, mm-hmm. and they have a they have a section on their wall that's just all local self published stuff, and it's like I think there was a like a comic book that was like hand drawn by like a like a kid. Um, and this, I was like, this is so cool, you know, like, like, I love to see that kind of stuff, <clears throat> but, um, you know, so, you know, that's the, it, it was, um, it was very, uh, you know, something I was very, very happy to see was that there's, you know, such a vibrant arts community up there. And, um, you know, I don't know for this, for our first year, I don't, I feel like we, you know, we haven't fully tapped into the potential of of, you know, kind of joining up Twin Cities Con with the, uh, you know, kind of with that art community, but, you know, that's something that we can do in the future. And, you know, this is, um, we, we've got a lot of room for growth. And and I think that's something that's, that's really exciting. And I think, um, you know, like you were saying, kind of the different types of cons that have kind of come through, um, you know, we, we're definitely, we want to be focused on the local area as much as we can. And I think with a con like this, you have to balance a little bit because you want to be focused on what's local. Mm-hmm. And then we also bring in, you know, we got to bring in things from outside right. that, that aren't always there because that's what makes it special. Right. So there's, you know, that, and, and finding the perfect balance of that is, is where you get the show that feels really special and doesn't feel like you know, a big corporate cash grab. It doesn't feel like, uh, you know, I, I love, I, I love going to the wizard world shows, which are there. They don't exist anymore. They got bought by another company. Um, but I, I liked their shows. They ran very smoothly and the things that they did well, they did very well. Right. But, you know, there was a sort of soulless feel to them. And, and when you're at a show that is special, it feels special and I, you can't explain it. And maybe, people who are just in the local area who, who go to the, to their local show every year and they meet some celebrities, they get some comic books autographed, they buy some t-shirts. Maybe they don't notice it so much, or or maybe they couldn't express it, but they, there's the, the feelings in the air, like they know, even if they don't know, they know. And, uh, you know, I, um, you know, I, and I've been to, uh, you know, short of maybe some of the comic book dealers out there or some of the guys who sell t-shirts, I've probably been to more cons than anybody. And, you know, I, you know, I know if something feels special right? or right. something looks like it's going to be special. And, you know, that's what I'm shooting for at all times. Uh, you know, and I don't, you know, I feel like we got there with a few of the shows that I've run. A few of the shows didn't get there. A few of the shows were just fine as they were. It didn't need to be, be like that. You know, like we run all sorts of different types of shows. So, but, but, you know, that's kind of what I'm shooting for, especially with, with Twin Cities Con, I think in the, you know, that's kind of the two, three, four year plan is to get to a point where you kind of walk in that entrance and you're like, oh, this has got a really special vibe and we're happy just to be here and we haven't even done anything yet. We haven't bought any cool merch yet. We haven't met a celebrity. We're just happy being here and that's like that's how i feel at san diego comic con that's Mm -hmm. how i feel that's how i feel Um, in new york for sure Mm -hmm. oh absolutely and that's like that vibe and the um the way it's laid out is so good and and i you know new york is one of those shows that has uh managed to stay a very legitimate comic book show while also you know kind of being the you know second biggest show in the world right (laughs) 
Which is crazy because we've been yeah. there over. My friends and I, uh, my friend who Jaden knows as well, my friend Peter and I go every year. And well, every year before everything went to a grinding yeah. halt. And we're like, how are we not bored coming here? And just because you think about that, when you do something on a regular basis, you're like, and we could come up with reasons why we weren't. And when I look at um, your lineup and what you have going on with Twin Cities Con, Ben, uh, one of the things that I think is so charming about it is, is exactly what you said. Like, uh, it is this um, collection and a meeting place of a variety of fandoms, because a lot of us do have crossover. But I yeah. think it also plays great honor to whatever primary fandom you are. Because here in the Twin Cities, we have... Uh, an excellent horror convention called Crypticon that just wrapped up. We have. I was there, yeah. Yeah, so Crypticon, they do a great job. You know, we had Convergence that wrapped up and it was in August. Uh, Coming up next January, we'll have our Doctor Who convention console room. And the fact that I can look through your list and go, here's what they'll love, here's what they do. If you're someone that normally goes uh, to our local anime convention, okay, we have this person here for you. We have, and it, it, it seems like a. Um, an icing on their an icing and a cherry on their fan, their primary fandom, but also an opportunity for all of these different loves to get together and layer and get together and say, oh, wait, we're all here together in a larger venue. Yeah, absolutely. And um, that's kind of, I would say like the theme of, of like Twin Cities Con is that there isn't a specific fandom that we're, Sorting a, a sort of a mix of everything, mm-hmm. and we don't focus on one area too hard. Uh, you know, you'll see themes here and there. You know, we've got a, a few people from My Hero Academia. We got a few people from Doctor Who, mm-hmm. uh, but you know, those you know those could change year over year, and those are still you know pretty. Uh, I would say they're they're still pretty universal, broad things. Uh, you know, My Hero Academia, which is. Uh, the biggest thing in the world right now right if which uh, you know i think a lot of uh, people my age you know uh don't realize that but it's you know and then you know i have a people are like oh is this an anime con i'm like no, no it's like an everything con but anime is mainstream now so right. it's part of the show well it's, we're all getting you know, ready for cowboy bebop to hit netflix and all of these things so i think that we're gonna there's enough live action remakes coming of some of these things and and we had uh one of our friends we have a couple of animal anime enthusiasts that we have come on they like bring us up to speed every once in a while and go no for sure watch this and then you've heard of this because we've all heard of my hero academia yeah. but then he'll say but then i'll go watch this other thing so we try we have we're the same as yeah. you ben like we have a couple of experts that we go what's the next thing we should be watching that we might miss if we don't just trust crunchy roll when we turn it on and just watch a thing so <laughs> exactly. so like when when i first started uh running these shows like i could i could just book uh, you know, the, 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 I, I could bring in the stuff that I thought was cool and it was great. And everybody loved the same stuff that I did, but now it's like, that's 10 years ago. I'm, t- I'm, I'm a little bit older now. Now I have to be, I have to ask my kids mm-hmm. what's cause like, what I like, isn't cool anymore. Like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I'm still into oh, it. Cool. You know, no, 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 it's, it's still, still cool. cool. It's just not so, their cool. It's not yeah. It's cool. just not the, you know, like if this was, if this was, you know, if this was like, what Ben likes, Con, you know, this would be like Ted Lasso, Con, <laughs> right? Which yeah. I think has a place, though, and that's <laughs> one of the things. No, I, I would, have, I was, I was definitely, I was looking into booking uh, Danny Rojas, but I couldn't, I couldn't get it done but in time. But that's oh, one oh, of the oh, things we we agree with you, because Ben, how old are your kids? 
So, so my oldest is 16. Okay. All right. Yeah. So mine's 13. And then Jayton's, how old is he now? Seven. Seven. So you, Ben, just so you know, and you probably are a little bit farther ahead of this. They, no matter how cool you are, and the three of us are very cool for parents, they don't think so. No matter, <laughs> yeah, like, no. I'm like, did you not see mom's back wall? He's like, not my fandom, don't care. Yeah. Like, never, no matter what, I'm still the one that said no more pizza and told me I had to go take a shower. So yeah. no matter how cool we are, like, all of our friends are like, wow, Shannon, Jayton, and Ben are dope. And then our kids are like, not so much. <laughs> so it never matters. Not dope. Not dope. Not dope. In fact, nobody says dope. Nobody nope. says dope. So, <laughs> so. My kids have met so many celebrities and have not cared one time. Right. Mine too. <laughs> Mine too. The only one he ever cared is I met, there's two. Adam Ferrara, because he likes cars. And so when Adam Ferrara, because I also do comedy, he did a, a great thing for me. And he said, you know, talked to him because he likes talking to him about, he was the host of the American version of Top Gear for a while. So he cared about oh, that. Yeah. So that he cared about. And then we have a local show, Ben. This is how much my kid does not think I, what I do is cool. We had a local show that was way back in the day. It was a, a local kids program called Choo Choo Bob. And Jayton and I know the actor that played Choo Choo Bob. Imagine a train-related version of Captain Kangaroo, kind of. That's like yeah, the easiest yeah. way to do it. And so he cared that I knew Choo Choo Bob. And I'm all like, but William Shatner? Meh. Doesn't matter. <laughs> Doesn't care at all. William Shatner, not dope. Not dope. Not dope, not at all. <laughs> ben, all right. who's so we, the coolest have, uh... person? Who's the coolest person you've introduced your kids to that they didn't care about? Oh man, um, let me think. Let me. Oh man, they've met everybody. Mm -hmm. um, I'm trying to think of who who was a who was a good one. Um, Weird Al. They didn't care. They didn't care about Weird Al. <laughs> they didn't care about Weird Al at all. You know, they did, you know, my, my 13 uh, year old, he was pretty hyped to meet Adam West okay. and Burt Ward. So, you know, he, he had watched the Batman show. So that, that was cool. And, you know, so we actually have uh, Charles Martinet is coming to Twin Cities Con. Oh, wonderful. And mm -hmm. he's the, he's the guy that every kid thinks is cool. So, so that's the, he's the voice he, since Mario 64, he's been doing the voice of Mario and like every other character in this, in, in the games, like they don't, they, they it was like they're like we're just gonna get one guy to do it. He's and good he just ticks through voice. all of them, right? He just does all of the voices, and so everybody loves him. He's super. <laughs> he's very outgoing and nice, and like that. That's one that like the kids are like, "What? You're the voice for Mario?" And if he does the voice, you're just like the kids lose it there. Okay. So that's that's a, the, I will say that they you know the kids really enjoyed meeting him. Okay. All right. That's fair. That's fair. So when you uh, when we are attending Twin Cities Comp, Ben, what um, emotions and feelings do you want all of us uh, attendees to feel as we're we're oh, hanging man. out there with you? Sheer terror. No, <laughs> <laughs> I'm down with um, that. That's that's gonna be me. Uh, no, um, I just want I just want everyone to have fun. It's it's supposed to be, um, you know, a it's supposed to be interesting and. Uh, entertaining and and sort of a it, it's the same thing as when you go to the movie theaters you know it's not uh it's not too serious it's just it's just about having a good time and creating memories and hopefully you're there with some friends maybe you make some new friends um you know that's that's kind of what i want people to get from it and, and you know think back on it afterwards you look at the photos that you took you look at your you know autograph photos with the celebrities 
and you're like, oh man, that was so cool. You know, we were at Twin Cities Con and, um, and you know, or you look at, you know, you buy like a statue of uh, Batman or you buy right. a cool t-shirt and every time you wear the t-shirt, you're like, oh, I got this at Twin Cities Con or like, like for me, I don't, I, I buy, I do like all my gift shopping at the con, at cons. So do I, so I agree. If, it's, if somebody's birthday is coming up, if it's Christmas, whatever, you know, they're, they're getting their presents are coming from a con, whether it's, and, and I'm always going to find something interesting and unique. I love shopping with the artist alley. That's always my very favorite thing is because you don't, you don't know. There's, there's always somebody in the artist alley that I've never heard of before. That is just amazing. Right. And, and it gives you that story. That's one of the things I yeah. love about it is we can all just trade gift cards with one another. But if you buy something from one of these makers, you can go, no, I met the artist and here's why they made it. Or I yep. got it signed for you. And there's a reason and, and, and an emotion and a tie to it. I agree with you, Ben. Yeah. And that's like, uh, you know, for someone like someone really special, like, like the kids, they don't appreciate it so much, but, but uh, you know, like, uh, you know, but for somebody really special, I like getting original art, mm -hmm. uh, you know, commissioning something for them. And, you know, that's, that's one of those things that's like totally priceless and, and people really love getting original art as a gift. So. Well, we are excited. We'll just name some of the, uh, the the celebrities and notable notables that they'll be able to see this year. As you mentioned, we have our Doctor Who contingent, and they're on other things as well, but John Barrowman and Catherine Tate, who we love if you are a Whovian. Uh, we have Anthony Starr coming from The Boys and Banshee. We have um, uh, we get down to Leah Clark, as you mentioned, from My Hero, My Hero Academia and Jason Liebricht. Um, who else do you, like, who else are you really excited is coming, Ben? So I'm excited to see uh, Robin Lord Taylor mm -hmm. from Gotham, which I, I've met him a number of times, but he's always super awesome and, and he's super nice. And uh, I really always enjoy having him at the cons. Um, we have Wendy Hoots, who mm -hmm. she is the voice of uh, Jane and, um, oh, what? I can't think of Daria's sister. She's also the voice of Daria's sister on oh, Daria. Fantastic. Uh, mm -hmm. And like, I don't think she's done any cons before. So I think this is like a, a first time deal for her. And so this that's really special. Like whenever we can book a celebrity who's never done a con before, that's always something really special. Um, you know, I'm, I'm really happy to have, uh, we've got Amanda Connor and uh, Jimmy Palmiotti who are just superstar artists, creators, right. comic book uh, creators. So um, those guys are, are gonna be awesome to have that also. And I know we also have some of those panel discussions and some other things. So what kind of topics can people expect if they're in that, hey, I want to go listen to other people discuss some of my favorite ideas? Yeah, so we've got four rooms of panels going both days, you know, uh, all day long, pretty much. So, you know, our, our we've got all the celebrities will be doing Q&A sessions. Fabulous. Uh, and then we've got <clears throat> excuse me we've got uh you know some other discussions me and my friend brett who run the alaska comic-con we're gonna do a uh panel on how to run comic cons oh fun which is just bsing it's not <laughs> yeah. uh and then we've got um you know uh one of our, one of the celebrity or one of our special guests that we're bringing in is aaron reynolds who does the uh twitter account effing birds yes mm -hmm. which is very pop which i'm sure you've seen it they yes. go viral like once a week yeah. but he's he's doing a, a panel called how to feel good about contributing to the downfall of society 
with, uh, he's doing that with uh, Jordan from the city of Minneapolis social media. He's actually the communications director for the city. Mm -hmm. But if you've seen the city of Minneapolis TikToks, yes, Jordan, Jordan is crushing it. Yeah, Jordan. Yes, is he's doing great. They yeah. are amazing. So, <laughs> so they are going to talk about you know kind of uh, the you know what it's like when you're you know, your livelihood is based on social media, but, you know, social media is arguably also this horrible thing. <laughs> it's a beast. It is a beast. It's, you know, there's, it's definitely a double-edged sword. Right. Um, you know, there's a, um, a bunch of cosplay panels with different uh, cosplayers who are uh, going to be at uh, Twin Cities Con. So, you know, whether it's um, uh, Michael Mosley, who does a lot of the costumes for some of the WWE wrestlers, but also does cosplay, uh, it's uh, Mackie Roll, mm -hmm. who is a good friend of mine, who she's, um, you know, a, a cosplayer who's been uh, all over the place doing cosplay, and, and she does burlesque as well. Uh, Tier and Cisco, who's a local. Oh, no, uh, we know. We know Taylor. Yeah, yeah. Taylor is yeah. my replacement podcast life mate when yeah. Jayton's busy. Okay, so okay. He, so, so ta yeah. Taylor does a great job of, Tier and Cisco does a great job of cosplaying on a budget. And to the point that he has been late to panels that he and I are on because he is transitioning because he'll do like three outfits in a day. Oh, and wow. these okay. mix-ups, yeah. yeah. So yeah, so, so he's yeah. great at that. We encourage everybody to go see T. Aaron Cisco slash Taylor Cisco slash Trey Aaron, uh, the musician. Anytime you get a chance to see him, he is. He's all doing like great. four panels. Of course he is. Like cosplay, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So so we've just got, um, you know, there's so many different things. And, and like our full schedules on the website and it's just, you know, I tried to make it a sort of, uh, I tried to make it a very uh, varied and diverse sort of thing so that there's always something going on. And uh, even though this show is not huge, huge, it's not the, it's not the biggest show I've ever put on, but it's still, there's so much stuff going on that, that you couldn't see it all if you wanted to. Right. And that's my goal is to, is to just have too much stuff going on so that so that you you can come to the show and you're you're always doing something or not you can chill at the you know you can chill next to the concession stand in one of the uh, tables and just chill out for like an hour or so which I do I do that when I go to cons I'll just go sit down get on my phone and veg out for a minute because I watch, get just watch you know just watch mm -hmm. you know when you're walking around in the con for too long you, you get you get you gotta chill out a little bit sometimes agreed but um. You know, but but the you know the my my goal is to have. I want people complaining to me that they that they have to make a tough choice. They're like, oh, at two p.m. I I want to be at two different things. And right. I'm like, well, right. I mean that's you know that's a tough choice. I don't you know I don't want someone to be unhappy with it. But at the same time, I want them to have so many choices that that they don't uh, you know that they're not bored. Right. Right. And I well, don't want anybody to be bored. Well, I'm sure everybody's going to be very, very uh, engaged the entire time they're at Twin Cities Con. Again, it happens Saturday, October 2nd, and Sunday, October 3rd, uh, 10 to 6 on Saturday, 10 to 4 on Sunday. You can get tickets and more information and see all of that scheduling at TwinCitiesCon.com. You can also look for Twin Cities Con on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter and see everything that's going on out there. Uh, I'm going to uh, text Tierra and Cisco right after this and go, so you took up all the panels space again so don't worry about that at all uh so ben it is going to be so fun we're gonna get back to you in just a second jayton i know we are super busy moving also into the twin cities film fest that comes up later in october so you want to remind everybody where we're at so far 
Yeah, we are uh, three and a half weeks, four weeks away from the 12th annual Twin Cities Film Fest, uh, which is roaring back. Uh, we're actually having a press release go out uh, in the next 24 hours, announcing our lineup. Uh, we have 10 incredible studio award contending films. We have over 70 feature films from across the country. We have some celebrity guests that will be stopping by. Um, we're in person and online, mm -hmm. so you'll be able to experience, those who feel comfortable experiencing in-person screenings and in-person events, we'll have plenty of options for you. And for those who still are cautious, uh, and rightfully so, uh, we'll have uh, tons of content online on our website at TwinCitiesFilmFest.org from, from our streaming past. So, uh, in about a week or so, everybody will be able to go online and browse the website of 100 plus films and uh, enjoy the trailers and we'll be able to buy tickets individually for individual films or passes. And the festival is October 21st through the 30th. Fantastic. And again, you can go to TwinCitiesFilmFest.org for that information. Go to TwinCitiesCon.com for the information on Ben's show that's coming up. And you can always find that information if you follow us. Just look for Be Our Geek on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. You can also email the show for BeOurGeekShow at gmail.com. Or you can leave us a message if you want. If you're feeling old school, go ahead and call us at 612-276-2774. We encourage you to like and subscribe wherever you find your favorite podcast uh, and you can always get this information just by hitting us up and if there's somebody that you want us to talk to uh, let us know so Ben we're very excited to come see you at Twin Cities Con thank you so much for joining us here in the Twin Cities Jayton uh, I have more homework assignments for you and we have another guest that we need to talk to next week so don't go too far is that cool I am never far away <laughs> Thank Never you. Far enough. Thank Never you so much for having me too. Thanks, thanks Ben. Man. Thanks, Jaden. And thanks to everyone for listening. We'll see you next time on BR Geek because everyone is a geek about something. Oh.